Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm a firm believer of trying to be consumer-led. Being in the corporate world, sometimes I was frustrated about how long it took to like bring about material change. But when you're, you're starting from scratch, you're clean sheet design. You have a vision in mind and it's a smaller team. So decisions are get made a lot more quickly. And it's giving the users a lot of control, a lot of transparency and helping them ultimately save money on their mortgage and, and pay it off faster. Especially with interest rising, that number is just going to get bigger and bigger. We can challenge your mortgage every single day. Get ready because there's a little math test coming up. So here's the scenario. You have just taken out a mortgage for £250,000 to be paid over the next 25 years at an interest rate of 4.5%. Congratulations. You now need to pay your lender £1,390 every month. But that's okay. It's worth it. So at the end of the first month, you hand them your money with a smile on your face. This is where our maths test arrives. If you owed the bank £250,000 and then you paid them £1,390, how much do you owe them now? Well, what we need to do is work out how much of that payment will go against the principal owed. It won't be the full 1390 The lender does need to earn a little interest. But how much of that first payment ends up chipping away at the balance owed? Maybe it's 90% to principal, 10% to interest. No, it's not. Maybe 80-20? No, it's not even 50-50. In this scenario, two-thirds of the first payment goes to interest. And so while you handed the bank £1,390, the amount you owe has only decreased by £452. That's the power of cumulative interest. It starts really, really slow, but each little chip builds upon itself so that with the monthly repayments held steady and the balance falling and falling and falling, a smaller and smaller portion goes towards interest. Until with about nine years to go, that ratio has flipped and now two-thirds of your payment is going against principal. Right. Now, I usually talk about this concept to lenders to showcase the value of payment holidays and loan top-ups. But today's guests were a different opportunity within the annuity curves because you can also use that exponential power for good. In our scenario, paid strictly to contract, the £250,000 mortgage would actually cost us £417,000 over its lifetime, £167,000 of which is interest. But if we were to increase our monthly repayment, let's say to a nice round £1,500, we would pay our mortgage off three years and two months early and save £24,000 on that interest bill. So an 8% increase in our monthly budget will save us 14% of our total interest bill. And that's allowed. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange.
Cool. Well, Janice Bora, CEO and co-founder of Strive, welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers. As the title suggests, I'm normally speaking to people who are in one way or another creating debt, but you are on the other side of that spectrum. You are looking to help mortgage holders reduce their debt as quickly and efficiently as possible. But before we get into how Sprive does that, let's talk about your background. What were you doing before Sprive? What did your career look like? First of all, thank you, Brendan, for inviting me here today. So my, yeah, my background is actually investment banking. So I worked at Goldman Sachs for about 14 years. Before then, I was, I was studying economics at the University of Warwick. Like many around me, started applying for internships, landed the role, and then kind of essentially progressed through the ranks. But probably three years in, I started to kind of manage global teams supporting their kind of security trading business. And then I moved over to the risk division, so really focusing on strategies on how I could help the, the bank potentially not lose money. And then in late 2019, I decided to leave and I started to with two other guys. Yeah. So, you know, looking at your CV, you see 14 years with Goldman Sachs. And to me, you think, well, 14 years in one role out of university, that's career man, especially when you've got to the level you did. And then you left that not for another big international bank, but to, to start Strive. So what was the inspiration to move to entrepreneurship? When I was at university and, and, and thinking about what I wanted to do, I always liked the idea of starting up my own business, but I just didn't know how. I didn't have the, the idea. And, and then, like I said before, everyone around me was going into the, into the corporate world. So I just followed in those footsteps. And initially, I probably thought to myself, I'll do this for a few years, build some kind of skill set, start building a network, and then I'll probably leave and, and do my own thing. And when you get into the corporate world, suddenly you're kind of immersed into it. You, you start chasing promotions and chasing more responsibilities. And, and I was progressing pretty quickly and I was enjoying the role, to be honest. I was, I was working with really, really talented people, but I've always wanted to do those. There's, there's always been an entrepreneur inside of, in, inside of me. My dad was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. So to give you some context, my grandfather um, grew up in a rural area in, in India, zero education, then left India to go to Kenya and started being like a laborer working in construction. But then over time, he started his own construction business and, and that changed our trajectory of our family. And then my, my father, you know, was able to get a pretty good education in, in India. Um, but then he moved to the UK, um, literally with like five pounds in his pocket, not really knowing anyone. But then through grit and determination, he started up his own accountancy firm and again, entrepreneurship did great things for my family. And so I was doing really well at Goldman's. I was earning good money, but I always felt like, what can I do to kind of take things to the next level? I've seen my, my grandfather do that. My dad do that. I've got two young boys. I want to inspire them as well. And so you only live once. And so I kind of took the risk. What was really also useful is that I paid off my mortgage. And so that kind of gave me the freedom to be able to go to my wife and say, look, I've got this crazy idea. I think if I still had the mortgage, my wife would have probably said, actually, no, you've got responsibilities. You've got a family. You need to uh, cover a household expenses. Long story short, someone grabbed me um, and said, look, you know, do you want to do something entrepreneurial together? And I said, yeah, sure. What's the idea? We didn't really have an idea. So we started brainstorming. So every day we would kind of sit and kind of come up with like startup ideas. I think we started in like June, 2019. And then in November, 2019, we actually came up with the idea for Sprive. It was really stemmed out of my own personal mortgage journey. At pain points, I was trying to pay it off faster. I found that it wasn't as easy as it should be. And then I also saw apps like Moneybox, Plum, Chip, which some of your audience may, may know. They help people set aside spare cash for the purposes of saving and investing. And I saw how quickly they were able to grow a user base. I think some of these, um, some of these fintechs that I mentioned are up to like a million customers now. 
could we do something similar but helping people rather than save to invest um set aside spare cash for the purposes of paying down mortgage debt and that was the trigger and um and yeah here we are now yeah it's a really noble goal and it will talk in depth about how you're doing that because i think it's not just a, a good idea you've got some really nice product tweaks in there to make it possible but before we do that just staying on the entrepreneurship journey having seen these inspirational entrepreneurs in your family and had the sort of goal in your mind making that big leap how have those three years been as an entrepreneur what's it been actually building at your own business i remember re- resigning and thinking okay what have i done um, and obviously, at that time, you have an idea. We had literally had a PowerPoint. And now, three years later, we have a product. We have a team. We have customers who really, you know, love what we what we do. But that all takes time. And as a first time founder, there's no like playbook. You're kind of learning as you go. It's been a, definitely a roller coaster, but the business is doing well. I'm really pleased with the with the traction. So I definitely have no no regrets. If I was to compare kind of corporate life to like you know life life as an entrepreneur, I think they're very different. First of all, in, in the corporate life, I was getting paid. Um, and there was a period of time for quite some time where obviously as a, as a founder, you, you're not paying yourself because you have to focus on investing into the business. So that was obviously, uh, you know, difficult in itself. Then I was at, you know, Goldman's for so long. I focused so much energy in building a network there where people knew what they were able to do. And you had people, you know, if you need to speak to a, a lawyer, you have a legal team. You speak to, you know, the finance, you have a whole finance team. Like there's just, you just have anyone that you need to be able to run your business. Just a phone call away. There's a whole directory and you can just, you can just tap into that. And, you know, they're the best at, at what they do. As an entrepreneur, you don't have that black book. And so you've got to build that from scratch. And, you don't have this huge budget of where you can just find people and pay like, you know, ridiculous amounts of money for the, for the expertise. And so you got to be really scrappy. And at the same time, you've got to develop yourself when you're doing something, especially in the, in the corporate, you tend to specialize generally over time into, a, you know, you become like a subject matter expert and then you're very confident. You do that very well. As an entrepreneur, you become a generalist. You end up having to learn lots of things. So you end up learning about finances and modeling and, and making sure your business model and, and you've got that in a good place so you're running your, your business properly but then you've got marketing I'd never done any, anything you know in relation to marketing and, and how do you acquire customers how do you retain customers what are the key KPIs that you should be really looking at fundraising you know people automatically assume that because I was at Goldman Sachs I know every investor under the sun and, and my role wasn't deal with I wasn't in corporate finance I wasn't talking to that investing community so I had to really like build that from scratch and so I think it's been a, a tough grind and, and as a first time entrepreneur I think if I had to do it again I would have done things a lot more quickly but you know that's the way the, the cookie crumbles and um, yeah definitely yeah I'm really enjoying it. In the early days, that's where I guess the freedom from being mortgage-free comes in that it's not necessarily so much that you're outlaying cash, but so much time before you're getting an income coming in that you've got to find these different people and bring together the team, lots of waiting around and looking for people, which is much easier if you don't have a few thousand pounds every month going up the bank account and adding that stress. So let's talk about Sprive and how you're helping other people to do that for whatever their financial goals are. You're a fintech in the mortgage space. And generally speaking, in the popular press, when we're talking mortgages, we're either talking about access to mortgages, so often about first-time home buyers, how do we make that easier? Or we're talking about the cost of mortgages. Interest rates are rising now. What does that mean for people? But with Sprive, you've taken a bit more creative look at the market and how you solve the problems of homeowners. So Tell me, maybe first, kind of what is the state of the mortgage industry as you see it today in the UK? 
And then where does Spry fit into that ecosystem? If you take a step back, there's about 11 million mortgages, uh, residential mortgages in the UK. And what you tend to find is more and more people are, you know, spend on average 25 to 40 years trying to pay that, that mortgage off. And when you look at some of the statistics, what you tend to find is that more and more people are getting onto the property ladder later in life. You know, property prices are rising. I think I saw an article this morning on, on the BBC saying they've, they've risen 10%. And obviously salaries aren't rising anywhere near that. You, you know, you, if you take into account, in, into account inflation, people's, people's salaries, relatively speaking, are, are probably decreasing. And so people have to like borrow more for longer. There was a, a stat that we found from Money Facts that said that 59% of mortgages now being sold by lenders in the UK are, are 40 years. And so. You can imagine, like, you get into a situation where you can save for a deposit, you buy your first home, because, you know, UK has that culture where you don't really want to be paying someone else's mortgage by renting, because ultimately, you know, you're never going to then kind of be able to, like, grow wealth as easily as having your own home. But by the time you can do that, you're probably in your early 30s, mid 30s, even in the late 40s. And so it's unsurprising when you see that some statistics that show that it's expected that more than 3 million people will have a mortgage past the age of retirement. And I think that's just crazy like imagine in your 70s still having to worry about a, a mortgage and what we tend to find just generally like talking to people but also looking at typical behavior especially in the past is typically you take a mortgage you pay your fixed monthly payments and then maybe later in life when you're getting into your 50s maybe 60s you start thinking well i've got this mortgage i probably should pay it off so you throw like lump sums of cash towards paying it down. But a lot of people don't realize that, like, for example, there's a concept called amortization, which means that, you know, at the beginning of your mortgage, you're paying much more interest compared to later years. And so it might make sense to actually regularly chip away because at, at the beginning, you're paying a lot more interest. And it's, it's interesting. I talked to our customers and I was actually at an event yesterday and I was talking to someone who just bought a, a home and they were so focused on buying the home that the mortgage was almost like this afterthought. You get this mortgage and you don't really think about the implications of the total cost that you're going to be paying over the lifetime of their mortgage. And I asked them a really straightforward question. I said, look, you're making these monthly payments. How much of it do you think is interest versus paying back the, the actual capital? And she had no idea. She was, she was like, well, interest rates are relatively low. I know they're rising, but I imagine it's like 10%. And, you know, it's more like 50, 60%. I mean, at the beginning is, is essentially going towards interest. And so I think there's a, an element of like this whole educational piece in terms of understanding that if you take a mortgage, what does that mean? What's the total cost that you're going to pay? I remember me getting my mortgage off the document and it's saying for every pound that I borrow, I'll be paying 50p in interest. Okay, that seems like a lot. And, you know, through research and trying to like look on like, you know, different articles, money saving expert and, and other forms, we're like, okay, so we, we can actually pay off this mortgage faster. There's a concept of overpayments. And so I thinking, you know, this is the right thing to do. We started making these ad hoc overpayments and we probably started making overpayments maybe like once a year, twice a year, get it like a, get a bonus and, and, and put some cash towards the, the mortgage. And, over time, we saw our, our monthly payments start to reduce. And I thought, this is quite nice. My monthly payments are reducing. That means I need to pay less towards my mortgage each month. And then I happened to look into it in more detail. And I didn't think personally that the, the lender that I was with, that the information was that clear. And I realized that for me to actually save you know, the interest that I was expecting to save and actually have the benefit of becoming mortgage-free faster, my monthly payments needed to stay the same. And that actually I had to call my lender and update my, what my mortgage preference is to let them know that, you know, that was the situation. I remember going into the, the website at the lender and, and trying to play around with like overpayments calculator. And it's showing that as I make these overpayments that, you know, I'd save this much interest and, and my term would reduce. But I was very, very surprised to find that actually I'd have to call my lender to actually make that happen.
And many people say this, you know, now that we've started Sprive, they don't realize that you can actually pay off your mortgage faster and that you can make overpayments. And I think with the mortgage, there's so much that happens up front. It's about the house. You're trying to buy a house. You're very stressed. You want this house to go through. They probably tell you somewhere in the fine print of the 40-page document they hand over to you that you just want to sign so you can buy the house. There's something in there. But that's not really a time for clear thinking. It's a time when you just want to get out the way and start your life there and preparing for this. I just went and I Googled mortgage repayment calculator. And the ones that pop up, none of them have the ability to change the term or to change the overpayment and see what the impact is on term. They say, how much are you borrowing for how long at what interest rate? Here's your monthly fee. And then maybe it says, okay, 1,500 pounds. You can't then say, okay, what if it was 2,000? It's not something that's there unless you specifically Google pay, like mortgage calculator with term or with early pay down, and then you'll find money saving expert or maybe some others that will help you do it. But yeah, the industry is not set up to make that easy. And one of the things I like about Sprite without getting too far ahead of ourselves is that you acknowledge that mortgages exist more than just the day you sign them. You know, there's the day you sign the papers in the bank and then 25 more years or 14 more years now these days. So day one, they give you all the paper, you're speaking to the mortgage advisor, but then you've got 40 more years on your own. And I think it's great to hear about ways to manage it going from there. And as you said, you've seen firsthand that benefit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I mean, I see Sprive already get good news coverage. I think it's obviously it's a message that resonates with any homeowner. But Forbes wrote an article on you and we were chatting earlier saving around £10,000 for your average customer. I mean, this is putting away a little bit of money each month, but £10,000 is a really good deal. So how are you doing that? How do you go from this idea of, okay, we can help people become aware of early repayments or overpayments? How do you turn that into £10,000 of saving? Yeah, so it, maybe it makes sense to explain a little bit how the how the product works to kind of give that give that context. You mentioned like the, the, the overpayment calculators and things like that. If you decide that, you know, that's something that as a, as a homeowner you're really interested in, in doing, you, you suddenly see the, the cost of the debt if you're aware of it and, and you realise that actually I, I don't really want to be paying my lender that much interest over time, especially with interest rising, that number is just going to get bigger and bigger. And, and, and it's like, I remember like for my personal mortgage, maybe, you know, bring it closer to home. I was expected to pay if I just carried on paying my monthly payments about over 150,000 pounds in interest, um, which is, which is, uh, uh, you know, a lot of money. And so 
And so when I was making overpayments, I think I ended up saving about £70,000 in interest and my property doubled. And so the numbers can be really, really powerful. And so the way the, the app works is essentially it takes a few minutes to sign up. You link your bank account using open banking. We then ask you for your name, address, date of birth. That allows us to pull information about your mortgage, which is obviously key for us because we're obviously helping people kind of pay down their, their, their mortgage. We ask the user to set like a monthly min and a monthly maximum. So say, for example, you might be able to afford, no questions asked, £25 extra towards your mortgage on a minimum basis, but on the maximum, maybe £75. And so if you have a really good month where you're spending very little, you're saving a lot more, then would probably over the month uh, help you set aside much more closer to the £75 versus you know, weeks and, and months where you're spending a lot of money on whatever you might spend your money on holidays or presents or, or going down the pub as an example. And then with one tap, you can make overpayments to your mortgage. So when you sign up, you essentially get a Sprive account in your name. And so you're making a third party transfer to your lender just, just with one tap. And as you start making overpayments, because we set aside money probably th- maximum three times a month within that range, we never reach those, those, those ranges that you and obviously you'll have some customers who have a lot more discretionary income uh, who are a lot more wanting to kind of get be more aggressive on, on trying to pay this mortgage down and they might go towards a much bigger amount towards like the thousands of pounds each month trying to just kind of get rid of this thing and so then you start to see like very visually what's the impact of these regular overpayments you, you're making whether it's weekly or monthly if I keep doing this, I'm on track to pay off my mortgage. Like you said, save £10,000 in interest, pay it off four years earlier. You can start seeing things like how much of my home do I own? Um, so we've got a, like a visual. Um, so every month we get like kind of lender grade home valuation software that updates the, the value of your home. We track automatically your, your mortgage out what's your outstanding mortgage. So you might be like, well, I actually own like 86% of my home and, and that's quite quite motivating because over time hopefully you'll get to 100%. You can see things like your loan to value which is kind of interesting. I remember when I had my mortgage I had no idea what loan to value I was on and I remember being in a, in a place where actually I was very close to getting to the next loan to value threshold because the way in the UK it works every 5% loan to value intervals you can then get access to cheaper deals uh, and therefore pay a, a lower interest rate and so we give that visibility so that if you're quite close and you're close then you're remortgaging you might want to over pay a little bit more and that increases your chances of being able to kind of unlock cheaper deals another good example you talk about spreadsheets um, and i had a, a spreadsheet when i was personally overpaying before you know we built Sprive is early repayment charges. If you are in a position where you can overpay more than the typical 10% of outstanding limit that you have when you're looking to like pay off your mortgage faster you've got to track these things. So we help people in the app track it so that if you're getting close to that limit we'll let you know you can see how much of your allowance you've used. And then we've added a feature because on a given day, there's like 20,000 mortgage deals across 90 lenders. And I remember when I was looking to like refinance, I was like, should I switch? Should I, should I look for a new mortgage? And there's so much choice out there. It's really difficult to know how to go about finding the best deal. But with Sprive, when you sign up, you link your bank account, we get an idea of your spending behavior, we get an idea of what mortgage you're on, like your, 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 your credit kind of situation, et cetera, et cetera, your property, how much it's worth. These are all different variables that essentially a lender uses to underwrite a mortgage. And so that allows our technology to be really forward thinking in terms of like, what is the best mortgage for you? And we can challenge your mortgage every single day. 
against the market, which I think is really powerful. Like there's some great brokers out there, but would they sit down every day for you and actually compare the deals in the market towards your mortgage? Probably not. And with interest rates rising, there's a lot of opportunity for, you know, potentially to even break out of your deal if you want to lock in rates. If you feel like, you know, that the rates are going to rise so much that it's beneficial. I, I mean, I saw a couple of articles on the newspapers showing that thematically a lot of people are actually looking to like break their mortgages early. And so we can help people with that. And then we have, we kind of combine smart tech with actual expert advisors because the way the regulation works is that there's no such thing as robo advice to make sure that any product that ultimately someone gets, it needs to be fit and proper based on their personal circumstances. And so we have access to experts that can essentially you know, validate, make sure the product that's been shown in the, the app is the right one. It quite isn't. There might be a better one out there. Well, well, then they'll make that adjustment and then help that person get the deal. And yeah, you can then track progress via, via the app. So you can kind of see where you are in the journey. And so we've spoken to a lot of customers around like what kind of mortgage deals would you be interested in? And it's obviously there's, there's the classic fixed and variable and there's the classic like, should I get a two year, three year, five year? And we, and we show that, but we've actually done something which is quite unique. We, we break out the mortgages into four different components. So what is the cheapest in the market? So you're paying the least amount of interest over the, you know, the lifetime of the mortgage. And then we've got one that shows like the one that gives you the lowest monthly payments. Cause we're, we're living in this cost of living crisis. And a lot of people are like, do I have enough money coming in and covering my costs each month? And so even though they might be a little bit more expensive on the grand scheme of things, if it means lower monthly payments, they might want to go for that. And then you've got the cheapest product within your existing lender. Switching, it can be a pain, right? And and switching lenders compared to staying with your existing lender is so much easier staying with your existing lender. And that's, you know, why I, I'm sure lenders make it easier so that you're a little bit reluctant to move to, move to another, another provider. But sometimes you do the maths and because people are buying so much for so long, that small interest rate change might not feel like much, but actually it's going to cost you like thousands and thousands of pounds. And so we're, we're trying to like help people make that decision going, well, if you switch to the existing lender, you might get this, but compare that to like deals, you know, the cheapest deal on the market, maybe it makes sense for you to switch to a, to another provider. And then lastly, we're showing um, deals that allow you unlimited overpayments. And it's actually a product that I used personally to help me pay down my mortgage faster. So if the 10% is restrictive, then you can, you know, you can get a product that allows you flexible overpayments. I think a lot of people do think of their mortgage as fairly static. And yes, we know you refinance and that people think, again, the two-year, the five-year cycle, they're going to refinance their mortgage. People are more familiar with that now. But as you're saying, things like loan to value, your property's going up in value, your mortgage is coming down as you've been repaying it faster if you're paying over the minimum. These will change potentially the interest rates you qualify for and maybe a few years down the line without even doing the moving about. You now, you're less risky, you've got a better loan to value. These things are happening every day. You've got all these competitors and I think people don't necessarily realize how flexible a mortgage can be underneath. And it can be, well, there are costs, as you say, but to have someone who can give you the guidance on that is fantastic. But I think also to break down that barrier, it's something I talk more about in the collection sort of space where I would wish more borrowers could understand how clinical the banks look at it. You know, it's not personal. They see you as one of 100,000 entries in a database. I think people take too much stress and it's to the bank's benefit because we feel it's like almost personal insult to your bank maybe to move. And, you know, naturally we, we maybe want to resist moving around and jumping about too much. But actually that's what the system's there for. That's what your unique situation today is. If you've got a better situation because your home's more valuable, you've paid down your mortgage, these deals are there. And if we've got ways to switch it and we take out that human awkwardness of phoning up a banker, having to talk them down because they're going to try and renegotiate. It's fantastic to empower 
homeowners with this than to think about something that's actively working behind that and you know month to month where i've just come back from a holiday to have something that could be reacting to that oh you you're, you're going out to dinner all the time you're going to the resorts all the time you're spending much more this month i'm not going to take that money out your bank account and then this month okay you're sitting at home maybe it's january <laughs> you're trying to recover from december you're not going out you're not spending any money and reacting to that is fantastic to hear because yeah, I think that borrowers can be empowered by these systems and really work their money to the best to to get into a position where you own a house. And it is the route to wealth for the vast majority of people, that sort of middle class dream of buying a house with a mortgage at a low rate, paying it off over your career, and then retiring with this asset that you can then hand over to your kids. So let's maybe talk about some of that innovation that you're doing and the, and the product features you're looking at. How do you find ideas? How do you hear that voice of the consumer? And then how are you turning that into product features so quickly? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's as a startup, as a fintech to be agile, lean and move quickly. I think the beauty of starting from scratch is your clean sheet design. You have a vision in mind. And so that does allow you to like build build more quickly and and. It's a smaller team, so decisions are get made a lot more quickly. I'm a firm believer of trying to be consumer-led and so kind of listening to our customers and, and seeing what their pain points are. And so obviously we've got these two features that I that I mentioned that's live in the in the app. And it's like you, you touched upon, it's giving the users a lot of control, a lot of transparency, and helping them ultimately save money on their mortgage and pay it off faster, which is key. But now you've got this looming cost of living crisis, right? And so There'll be some people who will have good jobs who won't be as impacted because they've got good, you know, good discretionary income and so they can afford to like pay off their mortgage faster. But I'm a firm believer of being mortgage free should be achievable for everyone. It shouldn't just be for the wealthy because just the concept, if you go to like Sprive.com, just three pounds a day, five pounds a day, you'd be amazed that if you're just regularly chipping away the impact that it can have. And the next feature that we're launching next month is this concept of shop with Sprive. So, you know, everyone, you know, has to go to their kind of weekly grocer, whether it's Morrison's or M&S or Asda. And so every time you shop um, with Sprive using the Sprive app, you went to Morrison's, you, you spent eight, you know, 87 pounds on your weekly shop. You then pay that via the Sprive app. You get a code that comes up, which you kind of use at checkout to pay for the basket and immediately you get extra cash that goes towards helping you pay off your mortgage faster. It's almost like cash back on steroids. And there's some of this like classic kind of vendors where you're waiting kind of weeks or, or months to kind of see the money. And then you get like a few pounds here and there. It's real time money straight to your Sprive account. And essentially then one tap, you're investing that towards helping you pay off your mortgage faster. And if on average, a customer just through their everyday spending can get an extra £25 go towards their mortgage. You'd be amazed at how much uh, interest they can save and how many years they can knock off their mortgage. And with interest rising, those numbers will just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I feel like it's a lot more exciting for people as well by doing their weekly shop. They can have that impact. We then started talking to customers about other things. And what we start to realize is that there's this scale, this wealth divide that's happening here in the UK where you've got the older generation like my parents and their generation where they benefited from you know rising property prices and a relatively good ratio between salaries and how much it would cost to buy a home so you've got a lot of people who are sitting on a decent amount of wealth and unfortunately you've got a, a generation coming in that are having you know a lot of challenges you know the people that, that are in that kind of fortunate position they are going to be subject to inheritance tax and so is there a way that we can help 
those individuals pass on wealth when their children need it the most in a very tax efficient way, but also help their children pay off their mortgage faster. And so that's something I'm kind of looking at. It's we're at design phase, talking to like experts that, that know this space quite well, but I am targeting to see hopefully we can get this in the app by around November. And would well, that be really nice? Because then again, if you're a homeowner with a mortgage, if your parent can even just give you 25 pounds a month towards the mortgage, that again would make a huge difference. A parent could gift, you could say, well, I, you know, I, I could gift my child 250 pounds. That's fine, but they could spend that on anything. This is like making sure it's going to helping them kind of change their life. And we haven't really touched upon this, but this whole concept of being mortgage free, it really changes your life. Like I personally paid off my mortgage and, you know, it's opened up massive, massive opportunities. I've always wanted to start my own business and I can because I paid off my mortgage. Now, some people might, if you ask them, like, what would you do? If you didn't have a mortgage, they might say, well, I might go part time. I might change careers. I might go traveling. I might spend more time with my family. I might retire early that the opportunities are, are limitless, but a lot of people are tied because they have a mortgage to try and you know, do what they need to do to be able to have a roof over their head. And that can be kind of massively, massively stifling. As you say, like a lot of our parents' generation have benefited from rising home prices, which makes them sort of capital rich. But that doesn't necessarily mean they've got cash flow of the wealthy because it's all in that one house that they still live in. And some parents will downsize and free up some capital, but it's awkward. It's not very liquid. So you might have parents who are comfortable, but don't have, you know, the hundred thousand pounds to give a child to help buy their first home. But £25 a month is actually something that can make a difference. So essentially, it's earning the interest rate plus the tax rate. So it's a really high return investment that you can help your, your, your kids with. So I think that's a, a great route. But I think overall as well, the sort of idea that getting mortgage free, you've got this asset, you've got this home. Now let's say, okay, now there's no monthly expenses. You've got the space. They've got the choices that they can then start to do something glamorous like start their own business or start investing. I mean, if you've paid down your mortgage now, maybe you can buy a small house to retire into or a holiday home to let out as an Airbnb for a few years. Yeah, and it's a really good point. Like, it's all about opportunity cost with the cash that you have, right? And so I remember when I was, you know, working long hours, 60, 70 hours in the, in the city, I would, you know, even though I, you think I'm in finance, I'd be really good with my own personal cash, but I would have money lying around in just my bank account, earning hardly any interest and, and, and you get taxed on it. And obviously when you're paying down your mortgage, it's, it's guaranteed, it's tax free. And now you're seeing like at the time I was doing a bit of investments and I was putting a bit towards my mortgage. And a lot of people argue that with um, investments, you know, you can maybe earn a, a higher return, but obviously interest rates are rising quite rapidly. People are paying three, three and a half percent now on their mortgage when they switch. If you look at some of what the economists are saying, they're predicting that maybe interest rates will go up to even seven percent, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, there, there was a time in the UK where interest rates were at those levels, if not higher. And if you're like a high rate taxpayer, for example, paying 40% tax, even a 3% is a 5%, essentially a 5% return because you're not paying tax. And suddenly that becomes quite attractive and the market's the way they are. You know, there's a lot of volatility, a lot of people have invested who are not doing as well. There's the financial freedom and, and the bit that you said, but also doing something smart with your money and it, with interest rising. Some people previously may have thought, actually, with interest being low, I'm not going to think about overpaying and I'm going to try to invest. But now as rates rise, the, the, the equation changes. It's again, sort of, using tech to make these tools available to everyone where you would think that maybe in the old days, the sort of, oh, it's got a tax benefit and it's got an interest rate benefit. And you start thinking, okay, I'm going to need a financial advisor to that. It's going to cost me more to get the advice than, than to, to put it in. 
it's too complicated. I think that by pulling it under one roof, it's made it accessible. But also, I think a great way to see, oh, 50 pounds a month isn't just 50 pounds a month. It's the compounded impact because that's what it is. It's that compounded over 20 years or whatever you use making these savings from, you know, the saving today is essentially compounded at three, four percent for the next 20 years until that mortgage is paid down and suddenly 50 pounds a month over a couple of years becomes 10,000 pounds of, of saved interest. And that's when it really comes into its own. And we are, I think, seeing on the internet a, a growing group of people that are much more aware of their finances. We've got all the apps on personal finance to help you choose the best deal, to help you choose the best loans that are out there, to help you budget and check your credit scores, you know, money-saving expert sort of things or nerd wallets and those guys, like really getting into details of how much we spend. There's much more, I think, appetite for this. Okay, how much of my house am I now buying? How, what have I done this month in making these small changes? Yeah, when all other costs are going up, yeah. the, the uh, sort of ability to... <laughs> maximize the money you do have and the wealth we can create is is more important than ever yeah and the last thing i'd probably say on this is that you know we're not a comparison site we're not a broker we're not a lender you know we're a tech company focused on helping homeowners save as much money as possible on their mortgage and so very much consumer focused like trying to look out for the consumer and help them and give them the tools and and like you say you know a lot of people don't want to pay for like a financial advisor and why should they this information should be at their fingertips and so we're early on our journey we're going to continue to add more features i um, i didn't mention but i love this idea um, and obviously this isn't something we're going to do this year but maybe even next year where people get credit score boost because they're paying down their mortgage and they're doing a good thing and so that then it makes them more attractive to lenders so that maybe they can get cheaper deals etc maybe there's there's people listening to this podcast there and thinking actually there might be something really innovative we can do and work with Sprive to be able to improve the customer experience. If you think about it, they're actively meeting their monthly payments. So from a credit risk standpoint, they actually even you know, they're overpaying. So they actually the risk of default is super low. They've got high affordability. And so those are customers that technically should be quite easy to um, actually get approvals done. Why shouldn't they be able to, in, in a few clicks, with the information that we have access to through things like open banking, to be able to get mortgages within weeks or days or minutes, like you can with some other financial products? So, yeah, if there's anyone else listening that's interested in having a conversation, I'm, I'm more than happy to have that. There's somebody out there who does have the lowest cost mortgage over the lifetime of a mortgage, and they're really struggling to get this out because somebody else says mine's less per month. And to make it transparent, to have consumers understand your offering is good for everyone in the industry. Of course, there is a sort of a, a bad money you can earn when consumers are confused and are maybe not taking the best deal. But I'm going to assume the best about our lenders and that nobody wants to make their money that way. And actually, lenders benefit when consumers understand what niche are you selling to me? Not something a bank is famously good at these customer experiences. So I think the banks can benefit too by the existence of Scribe and having people understand, okay, now I can see what this mortgage is. I know what type of mortgage I want, not just variable versus fixed and one's higher than the other. But okay, for my financial goals, this one is here because I'm going to be paying mine off quicker. Or for my financial goals, this is better because this is what I'm doing. So I'm all for that. And I think it opens up for everybody to compete more effectively instead of having some celebrity endorsement, let's have products people can understand and buy the best one because then competition works. So transparency, I think, is a great thing to be bringing. If people are listening and they think, well, one, maybe they can work with you as five to build better customer experiences for themselves or partner with their products. Or if they're listening and they've got a mortgage that they would like to pay down and understand better and understand how much of their homes 
they own and, and how they can increase that. Where can they go to get the app or to go to learn more about what you're doing and maybe contact you? Anyone listening and, and they have a mortgage and they're curious or, they, or they're interested in getting our help in terms of paying off their mortgage faster, just head to the App Store, both on Android and iOS on ios so i've got a 4.7 app store rating so yeah just download the app and then uh, we support 12 lenders at the moment so probably cover about 80 percent of the market so if we can support your lender then obviously you can sign up it takes a few minutes if, if not put yourself down on the wait list and then you know, over time we'll be supporting more lenders we'll, we'll let you know when we can support you i post quite regularly on linkedin so if you are keen to just kind of get in touch and whether it's just passive and just kind of follow our journey then just send me a LinkedIn request I'm, I'm happy to accept I'm always keen to kind of you know build my network likewise if you want to get in touch and have a and have a chat then just send me a DM and I'm sure we can we can start corresponding there if you're you know looking for more information on Brive um, we have our website brive.com so yeah we have a lot of information in terms of like how the product works we have our FAQ we we have blog articles trying to help consumers just understand a little bit more about what we're doing um, our journey but also just general mortgage tips and education to try to like increase confidence on on how people can kind of manage their mortgage great well thank you i'll put those links in the show notes as well janesh thank you so much for your time today it's been great chatting as i said i'm looking for a house at the moment hopefully have a house deal done but it's always a little bit up in there in the uk but uh, as soon as that's done and we can mortgage it i'm going to be on the app store myself and i'm going to be watching yeah your growth over the next few months i think it's a great product yeah thanks for having me and thank you all for listening if you enjoyed that Please do rate and review on your preferred podcast platform and share widely, including on LinkedIn. And while you're there, send me a connection request. The show is written and recorded by myself, Brendan LaGrange in Brighton, England, and edited with assistance by Kane Hunter. Show music is by I Am Wake, and you can find full written transcripts, show notes, and more content at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show. And I'll see you again next Thursday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.